on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. Tough night for the Brewers. They fall short, losing to the Cardinals 5-4. St. Louis has now taken two of the first three. We'll see if the Brewers can come back with a win tomorrow to split the four-game series. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewer Vinny Rotino alongside. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Vinny, this is a game where... You look at what the Cardinals did. They get a home run from Nolan Arenado. They get a home run from Paul Goldschmidt. That happens a lot. You give the Brewers credit for getting the four runs, but they were seemingly that one hit away once again, which we've talked about a lot. You add all that together, and it turns into a one-run win for the Cardinals. Yeah, the big inning that they did not get that you know quote-unquote next hit that Craig Council talks about all the time is that inning with Hunter Renfro, and he grounds out into the 6-3 uh, put out there. It, it, they had him on the ropes. They Christian Yelich flies out, or should have been a fly out, but Juan Yepes kind of zooed that baseball in left field, and then that was the inning that they were able to uh, take the lead, and then they just needed that next big hit in order to break the game open a little bit and, and give them a little bit of a cushion because Paul Colchmitt and Nolan Arenado are really good at baseball, and they had a couple of baseballs over the fence tonight to, uh, to carry the, the Cardinals. Are you concerned about the home runs that Eric Lauer has started to give up lately? Concern is a strong word, right? So part of the reason why he has given up six home runs now in the last, I'm sorry, eight home runs now in the last three outings is because of the fact that he is facing very tough lineups who are also very hot, right? So St. Louis is now uh, a couple of home runs hit tonight by, like I said, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. So those are the couple of really really like MVP-type caliber players. And then also he faced the Washington Nationals two starts ago and gave up three home runs. Uh, Juan Soto, Nelson Cruz, and Josh Bell were part of that barrage. And then the Cincinnati Reds as well. So, look, that's part of the reason why he's been giving up home runs lately. It is a little bit of a concern that he is making mistakes out over the middle of the plate. That is definitely a concern of mine. At times he pitched great tonight. Uh, he's just got to limit those mistakes, and that's that's to be said about pretty much all of the starters for the Milwaukee Brewers currently and most recently, except Corbin Birds. 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air. That's Vinny Rotino. I'm Matt Pauley. We're back with more in just a moment on WTMJ. And the pitch. Rowdy Tellez in the air to right. Brewers fall short, so one of two streaks was going to come to an end today. The team between the Brewers and Cardinals this year that had scored first in uh, every game had won the game. So that streak stays alive because the Cardinals did score first. The streak that dies, the Brewers had never lost a game where Rowdy Telez had hit a home run. Telez hits a home run today, but the Brewers do end up losing. This is Brewers X Turnings along with Vinny Rotino. I'm Matt Pauley. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. It was good, though, to see Telez hit the home run. That is something that he hasn't done in quite some time, and they were missing his power. 
Yeah, you you hope that what that does is open the floodgates for him to start hitting some more home runs. They do come in bunches. He hasn't hit one in a while. Um, You can tell by the way that he is swinging and missing some mistakes out over the middle of the plate that he is getting frustrated, and that's not a good sign. He actually got frustrated in that same at-bat, and then then he goes and hits a home run. That's a really good feeling, and believe it or not, it, it is it is sometimes about how you feel at the plate, and, and having those really good feelings at the plate will kind of snowball and, and kind of be a catalyst for you to start swinging the bat. He's an important he's an important bat in this lineup, as well as Hunter Renfro, as well as Willie Adams. You talk about that a ton. All three of those guys have um, a tremendous split between what their OPS is when the Brewers win and what their OPS is when they lose. And so to your point, they don't lose very often when Rowdy Telez is hitting homers. Um, so that shouldn't be a trend going forward. The Brewers have opportunities in this game, but they go one for six with runners in scoring position. They have success again, too, against Adam Wainwright. For uh, Wainwright is so good against every team seemingly not named the Brewers, but he has a really hard time against Milwaukee. It, it, this was a well-played game. This was a competitive game, but in many ways, to me, this feels like a game that the Brewers almost have to win because you have that success against Wainwright. Yeah, I mean, they they have his number. He's a guy that doesn't throw real hard, and the Brewers tend to have quality at-bats against guys that don't throw real hard. Um, And they've done it three times this year against Adam Wainwright. Couldn't pull out the victory today. That is, it, it is a big loss, right? I mean, they're now in second place. They're now a game back. They're now getting closer to full strength. They have the lineup, and they have the guys that are healthy in the lineup that they need, and they don't come away with the win. So it, it is a one-run one, one loss. Um, they just were an inning away. Um, it, they were just an inning away. And, and honestly, Goldschmidt and Arenado took this one from them. Uh, it's too bad. Uh, but hopefully they can bounce back tomorrow and get back in the win column. Doug texting in says, got to the magic number of four, but not good enough. Problem is four runs won't be enough against a team that can hit and doesn't help to rest Adamas. He's been hitting at least DHM. Cardinals can get away resting Goldschmidt. Brewers can't rest Adamas in the series. The lineup is not good enough. Vinny, I... I get that. I understand why Doug would say that. And I think actually from kind of a common sense level, that makes sense. But I never have and I never will criticize players being rested because I think Craig Council has a really good pulse of that clubhouse and knows when guys need a day. And I think injuries have been averted during the Craig Council era. I remember a few years ago there was the big uh, issue when they played a game against the Cubs and Christian Yelich got rested. And, I mean, uh, this show was nothing but taking phone calls about how Yelich should have played. I remember Council saying they were on a line where they were risking injury if Yelich would have played one more day. Now, I don't know if that's the case with Adamas or not tonight, but it just feels like this is one area where I 100% of the time I give the benefit of the doubt to counsel. He does have a tremendous feel for that. And remember those days when guys would call in and beg, you know, for Yelich to be in the lineup every day. I, so, but look, yeah, I mean, he does have a great pulse for that. Um, it is a, it is a, it, the caller's point is valid, right? I mean, the team is struggling to hit, and Willie Adams is such an important bat to score runs, to produce runs, to drive in runs. So, you know, I get that point, but yeah, um, he's got he he's got to stay healthy, and, and he's been he's battled a couple of injuries these last two seasons, so he's got to stay healthy. We're playing in the, in the Brewers, and Craig Council is looking more towards September and August 
rather than a win in here in July. So uh, I'm with you, Matt. I don't think he should really be nitpicked or um, questioned for that. I don't think the caller is doing that. I think he's showing concern for, for the win, but that is a great point. It's an excellent point. Council has a, a tremendous feel for it. If Willie Adamas plays in this game and he pulls up lame with a hamstring or a quad or something, and then the media goes into the postgame presser with Council and they ask about that injury, and Council says, you know, it's something that's been bothering him a little bit here uh, recently, but we thought he could play through it. We're probably sitting here going, what? Why, why was he in the lineup if there was the chance? Now, we don't know if that's the case or not. I am in no way, shape, or form saying that Adamus is fighting something off, but the scenario that I just played out, that happens with every Major League Baseball team every year, multiple times, and 99% of the time we have no clue what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And it, Yeah, I... I personally don't think he is battling anything. I mean, the way that he was, you know, reacting and interacting in the in the dugout. I think it was just a, a day off. I think it was just a day off for for a guy that has battled um, an ankle injury, and you know, last year he had the quad, and you know, so so these are the things that you do want to stay away from in the long term, right? So, I mean, if you miss any more time with Willie Adamas, then you're going to miss, let's say, a couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden he's got to ramp back up, get more at-bats, feel more comfortable, get back in rhythm in order to produce, and you just need Willie, Willie Adamas to produce in this offense. And they're sort of at the brink right now when it comes to the infield because they've had so many injuries between Wong, Adamas, and Urias. The, and some other, you know, Mike Brasso is somebody else who has contributed on the infield. He's down uh, getting some rehab time in right now with the Timber Rattlers. We're seeing Jace Peterson play a lot, but Peterson is at his best when he's not the everyday third baseman, when you use him as that utility guy. Now, right now, Colton Wong is out, so they don't have uh, much of a choice, but this team, at some point, they got to get to that place where every single day it's Wong at second, Adamas at short, and Urias at third. Yeah, and then you're given you're given those guys a day off with a Jace Peterson start, and so maybe Jace Peterson plays two out of three or, or two out of four, whatever the case. So, I mean, and we don't talk about Mike Brasso enough. That is an important bat that's kind of left the lineup, especially against left-handed pitching. I mean, this guy's got a 798 OPS, and it's much higher against left-handers. So, um, I think the the bottom line is just got to get healthy, right? Got to continue to get and work back to that health. Obviously, the starting pitching group and then the bullpen guys as well. But then, yeah, Colton Wong's a name that you need in the lineup. Mike Brasso needs to be an option to play. So uh, get healthy, hopefully get back on into the into the winning ways. We've spent a lot of time talking about the Brewers' bullpen and the success of the non-high-leverage guys. We're not talking about Boxberger. We're not talking about Williams. We're not talking about Hayter. At points in the year, those guys have been some of the best in baseball, and at times they haven't been. This was another game. You look at Milner and Kelly. They combined for three scoreless innings. Kelly gets some huge outs. Uh, They have eight strikeouts between the two, so uh, they face a combined 11 batters. They get nine total outs, and eight of them are strikeouts. That was just against this St. Louis lineup, which was already having success in this game against Eric Lauer. It's a spectacular performance from the Brewers' bullpen. Yeah, I mean, Hobie Milner strikes out Nolan Gorman. He strikes out the side, right? I mean, he strikes out Nolan Gorman, Harrison Bader, and Andrew Kisner. And then comes in um, Trevor Kelly, who then (laughs) proceeds to get out of a first and second jam with Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, and then Lars Neupar. I mean, totally... 
totally uh, never probably ever going to happen again. But he just he totally made some great pitches. He got those guys to chase, and then he finishes off the strikeout with a nice changeup to to Lars Newpar. So. Um, Absolutely, and, and and again, a guy that has not had a ton of success so far this year in Trevor yeah. Kelly, but Hobie Miller's been pitching great. That was a phenomenal inning. He's pitching with such confidence. Love how how much conviction he's throwing his pitches with, and then uh, for Trevor Kelly to kind of step up today as well and give the Brewers they really did give the Brewers a chance to win those two guys. Somebody needs to. There, there's a stat for everything. Somebody needs to create a stat that combines your overall numbers in addition to how often you're being used, because I think that makes Milner look that much more impressive. This is a guy who has gone out and appeared in 31 games this year and has pitched to a 2.10 ERA. The 2.10 ERA alone is impressive, but to see the bullpen door swing open as often as it does with him running out, for him to continue that level of success, that is something. He is doing just a remarkable job, and they changed his usage a little bit, right? So last year he was almost exclusively four-seamer, and then he would throw change-ups and then occasionally mix in that curveball. Now he's he's going almost exclusively instead of the four-seamer to the two-seamer and then throwing more curveballs definitely to the back door. So he gave up a bunch of home runs to right-handed hitters last year. He's given up total a total of one home run this year. He's just a different guy. Because of the, the tweaks that they made to his pitch repertoire, he's now, again, throwing with more conviction and more confidence, and you can see that in the way that he releases the baseball and, and really and really has conviction to where he's going with it instead of hoping. Last year you saw a lot of hope after he released the baseball, and those hope balls would end up over the fence, and so he's just doing a great job. 5-4 Brewers lose to the Cardinals. We've got the news in two minutes. Back after that here on WTMJ. The stretch. Five-four, the Brewers lose to the Cardinals. St. Louis has taken two of the first three. They're back in first place by a game, and we'll see whether or not they leave Milwaukee with a lead in the division, or if it's back to even. That will be determined coming up tomorrow afternoon in the series finale. Welcome back in. It is Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. If you want to get in contact with us, Bob texting in says, can Trevor Kelly be used in middle or early relief uh, or more in a closer role when Brewers pitching is healthy if four runs should win a game. Kelly was really good tonight. Like In no way, shape, or form do I want to uh, denigrate uh, Trevor Kelly. And especially, I mean, he was, that was just flat out fantastic for him to do what he was able to do, getting out of some trouble of the six outs that he records. Five of them are strikeouts. I mean, that we can't say enough good things about what Kelly did in this game tonight. Uh, he's got a 6 ERA. He hasn't been very good this year. He was really good tonight. Overall, he has not been very good this year. So wanting to see him more based off what he did tonight, yeah, if he continues to pitch the way he pitched tonight, then yes, he is going to be used more and more and more and in bigger, high-leverage situations. 
He has to pitch better, though. He's had a 6 ERA, so this is kind of a good first step uh, when it comes to that. I understand why you see what he did tonight, and you want to see more of that. I think all Brewers fans should want to see more of that. I guarantee you Trevor Kelly wants to see more of that. And now the question is, what does he do moving forward? Is this going to be uh, an anomaly to what he's doing this year, or is this kind of the guy that he's turning into? Uh, Mike in Colorado text in, says, uh, would have been a really good win, but not a bad loss either. There were some positives in the game. Kelly, Yelich, Telez, uh, McCutcheon, but the negatives, Lauer gives up the home run, and too many hitless Brewers batters. Brewers are treading water on offense. They are. They are. That, that is one. 100% true Mike they are they are treading water to uh to say the least like they just they are an inconsistent offensive club and they have been an inconsistent offensive club almost the entire season now at some points in the year their overall numbers offensively have looked good but those have been very much buoyed by a few single performances that did that and kind of in a small sample size, those numbers really got pushed and uh, those numbers have kind of come back to earth a little bit here uh, recently. I I, I kind of disagree and not a bad loss. Like, to me, maybe I have a different definition of good wins and bad losses. Like, I, I don't think yesterday was a bad loss because – that was just a game you were going to lose, right? Like, yeah, it, things did not go well yesterday, but that that happens. Like, you know, every team wins sixty, every team loses sixty. There's there's games. You know, Chichi Gonzalez is started. Just the way that game went down yesterday, uh, to me, that wasn't a bad loss. That was just kind of a standard loss. Uh, this game today is a game where you can argue they should have won. Maybe that's a maybe that's a little bit too strong of an argument, but you can certainly argue they could have won. So when when there's games that are on the table to win, I think those are worse losses than when you just get just flat out get beat because that's going to happen. And that you know in a 162 game season that happens a lot, and you just accept those losses. This is a game that the Brewers could have easily won. They're they're one hit away from winning this game in multiple situations. And they go one for six with runners in scoring position. And again, what they were able to do against Adam Wainwright, you go have success against that guy, uh, you go score the four runs, and like Doug mentioned in a text earlier, four runs tends to be kind of the magic number. If the Brewers are going to score four runs, that's a game that you really want to see them win. With the way this team is built, with the pitching and everything, you got Eric Lauer on the mound, who's been one of your best starters all season long. I think this is a tough loss. I think this is a game that Brewers fans can look at and say, this could have easily been a win, and it wasn't. 5-4 the final. We'll get the postgame comments of manager Craig Council. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Especially on the offensive side. McCutcheon in the deep left center. Back at the warning track. McCutcheon has gone yard. His fifth of the season makes it a one-run game. But the Brewers come up short. They lose to the Cardinals 5-4 the final. Brewers extra innings continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley at American Family Field. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers and Cardinals wrapping up this series coming up tomorrow afternoon. Four-game set. 
Brewers looking to split. Cardinals will be looking to take three of four tomorrow, a 110 first pitch. Uh, Manager Craig Council spent some time speaking with the media just a little while ago. Opened up his post-game comments talking about uh, the performance of starting pitcher Eric Lauer and uh, the trend uh, that he's have, uh, having of uh, giving up some home runs here recently. I mean, I, I think it's, uh, you know, in this, in this outing, um, you know, the pitch to Goldschmidt, not a bad pitch. Really good hitter. Um, the pitch to, to, to Arenado, probably a little bit more of a miss. Um, and it's, you know, it's obviously something Eric's, you know, the way his style pitching um, with, with throwing the ball up in the zone, um, it's part of it. Uh, you know, navigating the, the lineup and, and who beat you and stuff, that's, you know, that that's what beat us today. Um, but, you know, I mean, ultimately, yeah, it comes down to making pitches, right? Oh, it seems like a lot of the damage is coming sort of later and during the stretch for him. Is there anything you're saying, like, second, third time through, that's, or is it just that you've said that? Well, there's there's a first inning homer tonight, today. Um, so, I mean, you know, I mean, I think, you know, the last inning for a starter is always a vulnerable inning. You know, that's that's normal. Oh, your offense, Craig. Is, is there a bullpen just this tough? Well, we, you know, look, we did a nice job against Adam Wainwright, um, and and you know, against the bullpen again today. You know, I think it's, I'd, I'd say both. You know, we obviously didn't matter who's in the game. Uh, you know, we got 13 outs against their bullpen. You know, we need to be able to put a run on the board. Um, at the same time, they're they're throwing the ball well. Um, but you know, when you get you get a starter out of before the before the fifth innings ends, um, you know you're hoping you know with enough cracks against the bullpen, you you can put something together. But, but this is, I mean, is this one of the better pens when you sort of look at things on paper that, that you face? Um, it's it's a good bullpen, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the you know the three guys that you know they have at the back and that they. Kind of relied, you know, that have pitched six innings the last two days of, um, you know, are are doing a nice job and are tough. Is it harder, Craig, when they're going multiple innings as well? Not seeing as many arms. Um, I don't, I don't know if that makes a difference. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's how they're using their guys. Um, I don't, I don't think that makes a difference. What about what you got from Trevor Kelly tonight? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he came in in a really tough spot. Um, and just to put up a zero that inning um, was, you know, keeps us in the game. Um, then he puts up another zero and in, in, in a tough inning for him, really, too. Um, so it just, you know, great job. I mean, he, he gave us a chance in the ninth uh, to put something together. And also, Craig Colby Mill there with. On, you know, another spot as well. Yeah, I mean, Hobie's been he's been on a pretty good run. Trevor Trevor got him out of Trevor got him out of a jam tonight, but uh, Hobie's doing a nice job. You got home runs from McCutcheon and yeah, I, th- I think you look at this game and you see the two relief pitchers who came in and Milner and Kelly and were spectacular, and then you see that you get home runs from uh, Telez and McCutcheon. And you see that the team scored four runs. And then if you don't look at the final line, but you knew it was Eric Lauer who was going to be on the mound, like all this, all this adds up to a victory, right? I can tell you if Eric Lauer's line today would have been six innings, three runs, four hits, seven strikeouts, two walks instead of 
six innings, five runs, six hits, five strikeouts, one walk. Um, and now, look, to be fair also, if the Brewers are winning by a run, we don't see Milner and Kelly. We're seeing Boxberger, Williams, and Hayter. So this is not a... This is not an apples-to-apples comparison, but just when you take a step back and kind of look at the way this game was constructed, this game was the prototypical Brewers win except for Lauer's line. And I'm not trying to sit here and put this loss on Eric Lauer. I'm not. The Brewers should have scored more runs. They go one for six with runners in scoring position. Uh, There were some black holes in the lineup again today. That was something that we talked about yesterday. Uh, Let's see. So the... From Narvaez down to Taylor. So Taylor had a hit and Renfro had a hit. But then after Renfro, it goes Narvaez, uh, Adamas pinch hit for him. Hira, Peterson, and uh, Caratini hit, uh, pinch hit for him. That group right there, the six, seven, eight hitters, they don't have a hit. They don't have a hit. Top of the order, a little bit better. Uh, Yelich had a hit. Your two, three hitters. Uh, Yelich had two hits, actually. Um, and then Urias did not, followed by Telez and McCutcheon, who combined for three hits, and then Renfro, who had it. So the top one, two, three, four, five spots in the order today combined for two, four, five, six hits. And you have seven hits. Tyrone Taylor is the only other guy. And if you look at Taylor as the nine hitter and like reconstruct the lineup starting from the nine spot, if you go think of it in terms of nine one, two, three, four, five, that's where all your hits are. And um yeah, you just there there was that just that lull. And it's only it's only a few spots in the order, but it's those were some those were some big moments and you were getting hits right there at the top of the order and you weren't uh in the, the middle to the bottom part of the order. And and it's been the opposite of that for a lot of the year this year. They've gotten some pretty good production from the bottom of the order at times. Uh, you would rather have production at the top than the bottom because the guys at the top are the guys you really rely on. But that's just when when we talk about they were missing the next hit, and that is something that that's a term that is said a lot by Craig Council. When you're missing the next hit, a lot of times what that looks like in the box score is the hits all kind of bunched up in one area of the lineup and then very few hits in another part of the lineup, and that's the way that this game went down today. Uh, We'll describe that a little bit more with the highlights. That's next. Brewers lose to the Cardinals 5-4 the final. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 5-4, 5-4, Cardinals beat the Brewers. Pitching matchup, Eric Lauer going for the crew. Adam Wainwright on the mound for St. Louis. It would be the Cardinals to strike first. It happens in the top of the first inning with one out. A Dylan Carlson base hit. Next hitter is Paul Goldschmidt. Lauer's 1-0 delivery. Hit in the air and to left. Back is Yelich and watching this one go out of here. I don't know what it is about this park and that guy, but he mashes. 2-0 Cardinals. The Brewers get one of those runs back in the bottom of the first inning with two outs. Rowdy Telez stands in. And the pitch. Rowdy Telez in the air to right. Deep. Get up. Get up. Get out of here. Gone for Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers are on the board. Both starting pitchers would kind of lock in at that point. It would stay 2-1. Until the top of the fourth inning, that's when, with one out, Nolan Arenado is at the plate. And that one lined to left. No one's catching that one. It's in the corner. One hop off the wall. And Arenado cruises into second base with a one-out double. 
Juan Yepes then gets a base hit. That pushes Arenado to third. He scores on an Albert Pujols sacrifice fly, and the Cardinals add to their lead. It is 3-1. The Brewers get one of those runs back in the next half inning. With uh, a couple outs, it's Andrew McCutcheon at the plate. Especially on the offensive side. McCutcheon in the deep left center. Back at the warning track, McCutcheon has gone yard. His fifth of the season makes it a one-run game. That was a one-out home run for Andrew McCutcheon. It makes it a 3-2 contest, and it would stay that way until the fifth inning when the Brewers break through a bit. Adam Wainwright still pitching for St. Louis. With one out, Tyrone Taylor singles. The next hitter is Christian Yelich. And the pitch runner holding. Swinging a fly ball, hit to left. Warning track at the wall, and it is off the wall, and one run's going to score for sure. Around third is Tyrone Taylor. He's in there, and we are tied at three on what will be a double for Yelich. You can certainly argue that play should have been made in left field by Yepes. It was not. So that gets uh, the Brewers uh, back on the board after a Luis Urias strikeout. Rowdy Telez walks, and it brings up Andrew McCutcheon. Here he comes again. McCutcheon lines it to left in the corner. Stay fair. Base it off the wall. It's going to be a ground rule double, or it's going to be played. It is played by Yepes. Get in that left field corner off the wall, and McCutcheon deals again against Wainwright. Wainwright's day would come to an end. Johan Aviedo would come into the contest. He would get Hunter Renfro to ground out, but the Brewers get two runs across in the fifth, and they lead the Cardinals 4-3. But the Cardinals would get those two runs back in the next half inning with one out, a walk to Paul Goldschmidt. He would end up coming around to score thanks to the next hitter, Nolan Arnato. And the pitch. Arenado sends one in the air to left, deep, warning track, bye-bye. And St. Louis has come back to take the lead on a two-run home run by Nolan Arenado. Turns out that would be the final scoring of the day. Both bullpens did a really good job for the Brewers. Hobie Milner comes in to pitch uh, in the seventh inning, replacing Eric Lauer. In the seventh, he strikes out Nolan Gorman. He strikes out Harrison Bader. Next hitter is Andrew Kisner. Pitch number 17 in the inning for Milner. And strike three called right down the middle. Kisner takes it. And Hobie Milner with three strikeouts in this seventh inning. So we head to the eighth inning. Milner back out to work. He gives up a double to Tommy Edmond and then walks Dylan Carlson. So runners on at first and second. Nobody out. Trevor Kelly then comes in. He strikes out Paul Goldschmidt. At that point, a double steal. So runners on at second and third with just one out. Nolan Arnato flies out to shallow center field. Not enough to score the run. Two outs. And it's Lars Newtbar at the plate. And coming back, here it is. He struck him out swimming. Brewers down by a run going to the bottom of the eighth inning. New St. Louis pitcher is Hinesis Cabrera. He walks Rowdy Telez, so the tie and run on base. Andrew McCutcheon then uh, grounds into a fielder's choice where Telez is out at second. One on, one out. Hunter Renfro standing in. Here he comes. Swinging a bouncer hit to short. The second one and the return throw in plenty of time. Pujols stretching to grab that one. And the Cardinals get out of it. No further damage. 
So still a one-run game as we go to the inning. Kelly continuing to pitch for the Brewers in the top of the ninth. He strikes out Brendan Donovan. He strikes out Nolan Gorman. And the third hitter of the inning is Harrison Bader. The stretch. Here it is. Hey! Struck him out swinging. He strikes out the side. He has struck out five of six that he's faced. So we go to the bottom of the ninth. Brewers needing a run to tie, two runs to win. And they uh, start out with uh, Willie Adamas as a pinch hitter in the ninth inning. He strikes out swinging, then Keston here grounds out. So quickly, two outs in the frame. Victor Caratini then comes up as a pinch hitter. He walks, so the Brewers have the tying run on base. And then Tyrone Taylor hit by a pitch. So two on, two out, one run game. Christian Yelich at the plate. Here he comes. Yelich, a bouncer, hit to second. This should do it. And Gorman throws him out, and St. Louis takes game three. 5-4 the final as the Cardinals go to 40-31. and 31. The Brewers drop to 39-32. and 32. St. Louis, five runs, seven hits, no errors. They leave three. The Brewers, four runs, seven hits, no errors. They leave six. Winning pitcher Oviedo, 1-1. One one. Lauer the loss, he's 6-3. Cabrera, he gets his first save. Home runs, Goldschmidt, his 17th. Arnato his 14th. Telez, his 11th. McCutcheon, his 5th. The game lasting uh, 3 hours and 6 minutes. Played in front of 27,986 folks. We wrap up this edition of Brewers Extra Innings next here on WTMJ. Brewers and Cardinals wrap the series tomorrow. 1-10 first pitch. Our coverage begins at 1235.